Well, I, how how about you? How have you been since last we spoke? It's been about a week. Well, it's been fun. Like same kind of thing. Like I like I was on a pretty good streak, you know, positivity streak. And I'm not like not positive. I just like I don't know Friday night, Saturday morning. I just uh, I just felt awful, and I went grocery shopping and felt worse and afterwards it just felt like the life had just been sucked out of me. <laughs> like Yeah. I get that. It's um stayed most of the stayed most in bed on Sunday and speaking of your porn star goatee looking like <laughs> Spock. <laughs> it's um, not a porn star goatee. It's just getting a little out of control. If <laughs> If the ladies could only see this, and I mean, I could take a screenshot, but I'm not. (laughs) I'm just saying this needs to be on your dating profile because I'm not like, I mean, not like anything's going to happen because, you know, COVID, but (laughs) I mean, anyway, um, so I went kind of went down like a rabbit hole that started with Pink Floyd. And somehow I ended up on Harlan Ellison. I watched the sea on the edge of forever. Oh, <laughs> um, I haven't watched it in years. Um, it's been a long time. I haven't watched any original Star Trek in a really long time. Oh man, I forgot how good that episode is. Um, like, but I just kind of started going down like this. Just, I, I started going down this Pink Floyd rabbit hole. Like, okay, so uh, what era Pink Floyd though? Oh, the whole thing. Like, I just including Barrett. Yeah, I think like just listening to a little bit of music as I went down the Wikipedia rabbit hole. I'm just uh um like I and I like I'm familiar with like early Pink Floyd. I like it just fine. I I, I like Pink Floyd. Great. I just what's well, not to I, like exactly like um. I just just picking up on some influences here and there, and just um, uh, and somehow I got like uh, Harlan Ellison and Orson Scott Card, and um, just like and I was like, God, I haven't watched that scene on the edge of forever, and well, forever. <laughs> <sighs> like it would be cool to watch again, and just uh, and I just. It was like, oh man, what? And of course, it's just such a devastating episode. Oh, and then, yeah. And then I started thinking about how, like, Eelson was going to do, they were going to do iRobot. Um, and they never got to it. And I almost watched the Will Smith iRobot just like, <laughs> just for funsies. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> for, to punish yourself for some reason? Not that bad, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, but, um, no. And then I, um, well, there's an Asimov TV show, uh, coming to Apple TV next year. Oh yeah. Um, foundation, uh, with, um, Lee Pace and Jerry Harris. Um, that looks really good. Huh. Um, and it's from David Goyer who co-wrote, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. And oh. He's also 
responsible for some bad movies, but most of the stuff he's been involved in is really good. Um, but yeah, I just, um, but then I completely ruined my sci-fi thing and I watched, uh, I think last night I watched, uh, Air Force One and Back to the Future Part Three. <laughs> uh, I, I've, been, I've been down a little bit of a, of a Harrison Ford rabbit hole. Um, cause there are some of those, uh, you know, like comfort film kind of stuff. And you know, at least for, you know, and for a really decent chunk of his career, you know, Harrison Ford is a very reliable, uh, you know, actor to, to, uh, to watch his, his later career has been spotty. Um, well, I mean, you are the lone stand for Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> I do love that movie. Uh, that's probably, um, that's probably a, it's about time to watch that, that gem again. <laughs> uh, well, okay, I, be- before we go off on some long tangent again, let's go I ahead think, and, and ID the show real quick. Yeah, and, yeah. There, again, there I, I go with IDing as though it's a radio show. Uh, this is What the Fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. Uh, there we go. We've ID the show. Um, we can, I, let's knock the business out of the way too, before we forget. Um, you yeah. can, you can fork it up at, uh, at, uh, what uh, at what the fork at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, wait, what the fork pod, right? Yes. What the fork pod. Uh, everything has pod on it, I think. And, uh, what the fork pod at Gmail, uh, if you would subscribe to the show, uh, rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, I mean, we'll read them on air. Yeah, we'll sure. And if you're listening in a country where we can't read your reviews, feel free to email them to us and, and we'll get to them that way. Um, we'll use Google Translate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or we'll try to read them in your native tongue. <laughs> poorly <laughs> <laughs> if it's french i can i can do a little bit um uh but anyway um so what was i saying about that yeah reliable fare and it's just you know going off of that too uh back to the future three great uh you know it's about time to to go down that franchise again because uh, certainly, one and three are, are are fine films. I you know what I still like the second one, even though it 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 is really uh, you know dated in spots and uh, and uh, Michael J. Fox playing his whole family is a little rough. Um, but <laughs> it's it's the setup is the setup is bad, mm-hmm. but um the things that they tackle as far as from a sociological standpoint um, with how with Biff and the casino and how Hill Valley changed. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like, well, Biff is Trump. Right. Right. And, and it's, even if you take that out of the equation, it's still like a pretty deep thought for like, 
an A's comedy or Come a late to think 80s. about it. Maybe right now isn't the best time to watch part two. It's, it's actually eerily prophetic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I watched part two like a few weeks ago and like it holds up like terribly well. Um, just the way they, especially if you, especially if you put Biff as like a Trump type, which he obviously is. Yeah. You, even if it, he wasn't Trump, even if it was just some Jamoke who won a lot of money gambling. Um, mm-hmm. And like just from growing up in Detroit and seeing how casinos didn't make things better, it made things, um, you know, just add more strip clubs. And <laughs> right. Uh, and, like, it's a pretty deep thought for like this what's supposed to be like an A's blockbuster well and ostensibly um, a, a comedy really I mean that was yeah. it's a sci-fi comedy and and that particular one gets pretty dark mm-hmm. oh I agree um, however keeping it um, I did I did commit quite I did commit a really bad movie choice on also on Sunday evening that's good place related. You see what I did there. <laughs> um, so like AV club writes, does this like best, like does like a deep dive on like the top movies of a year. And I think for a seven, the top movie was three men and a little baby starring Ted Danson. <laughs> um, and watch it. Because I had been probably I had probably hadn't watched it since 1987, and it's on Disney Plus. Okay, it's and been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, it's bad. Is it? Because you've got I mean those three guys were at the height of their career too, right? You had Danson, you had Tom Selleck, you had Gutenberg. Um, like they're fine. Like those guys are fine. And again, directed by your. Goatee's namesake, Leonard Nimoy. Um, um, but I'll take you know I'll take the uh, that I'm sporting a Nimoy over uh, over a porn uh, goatee. <laughs> way, I mean you're gonna you're you're kind of irresistible to the opposite sex. <laughs> but uh, boy. Um, just like um, script wise, like just to like for a while, it's just Goomberg and Selleck mm-hmm. trying to change this baby and like takes them 10 minutes to put on a diaper. I'm like, come on, guys, like you can't be that bad, like clueless. And then there's this whole heroin subplot that has absolutely nothing to do with the movie, <laughs> like it's just. Yeah, filler. and it's, like it would have been fine without it. Like, it didn't need it. Um, and at one point, Celeste Home shows up as Danson's mom, mm. and there for like five minutes, and then she's gone. She never comes back, and it makes me sad. <laughs> so, um, but it's yeah. I just I've been finding these movies like these late eighties 
early 90s movies just kind of comfort food lately. So I'll indulge in the Air Force One and the um, Back to the Futures. And yeah, I picked up a, a copy of The Fugitive the other day because I, I had been wanting to see it. I haven't seen it uh, probably in a good like 20 years. And, oh. um, and, uh, it's not streaming anywhere that I could find. So I was on Hulu for a while, but maybe, um, you know, what yep. else isn't streaming anywhere? The OC. Oh, we'll fix that. Oh, so you're going to watch it. <laughs> I was, I, I was, well, I was looking into it. I, I'm still wrapping up a couple other shows, um, right. which I just, I just finished my Parks and Rec uh, rewatch, which was delightful. Talk about comfort food um, or comfort viewing, whatever. Um, it's it, it's such a, a, a fantastic show. Um, but uh, you know, Adam Scott is hosting this game show right now. Uh, I think I saw something about that briefly. You know what I started listening to? Speaking of Adam Scott. Um, I just, uh, looking for a, a, you know, a couple of extra podcasts to listen to. Cause what else am I going to do? Um, I started the, uh, uh, Adam Scott, Scott Ackerman, um, you talking you two to me, um, <laughs> which morphed into the, you, you talking R E M R E me. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, that's that's pretty fun to listen to the the various um, oh, his game I'm, shows. What what about the game show? His game show they host is lame. Is it? Yeah, like Ryan Reynolds is a producer and he's like the um, like the voice of God on this game show and like these fam- like these families of four have to go through these ridiculous stunts. Ah. Uh. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge game show fan. Like outside of Jeopardy or something, I'm not a not a big game show fan. Well, the one that we make time for in our home is Holy Moly, which is the Stephen Curry mini golf spectacular. It's and mainly you watch it for Rob Riggle. Okay, um, I think you've recommended that before, and I've yeah. I've never uh, looked into it. <laughs> You watch it for much like, much like you don't like you don't listen to what the fork because you want to hear some uplifting commentary on upload, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, as you like the interplay between the hosts. Hopefully, um, because otherwise you got nothing yeah. else. <laughs> That's why I watch Holy Moly, though. Um, it's it's probably why I watch Holy Moly because we like. Um, Rob Riggle and um, oh, I can't. He hosts College Game Day on ESPN. Yeah, you you just said ESPN, and I I am not going to be able to help you out. (laughs) I am the wrong co-host for anything sports related. Yeah, it's just it's for gosh darn ridiculous, Jared. This this show, Um, but yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. So, Um, but uh, upload on the other hand. Yeah. Um, do you want to... Are we going to try this Amazon thing? 
Yeah, we got I think we have to. Okay, so I sent you the link. Yep, I'm all set to go. Are you? So if I if I hit play now, is it um I'm gonna test this out. Mm-hmm. We we might have done this off air. Alright, so is is that playing for you? Yep. Ah, go for it. Ah, go for it. It's on me. Dave, it's costing you like it's twenty grand, like to, teach 20 grand to teach me how to golf. I'm worth fifty point three billion. billion. I've spent more, more on, a, on, a, on an endangered parrot sandwich. sandwich. Go on, go on. <laughs> endangered parrot sandwich. So remember, so remember head, down. head down. You know, I gotta tell you, they are um, really front loading these. Uh, these up. opens. You ever get bored of this? <laughs> bored? No. You got a I lived a life of purpose. So now this is my reward. So this okay. is the Coke stand in. Yeah. Um, Give me an Arnold Choke Palmer. Choke or whatever. Arnold? Hello, Choke. Watch this, you piece of shit. <laughs> Okay, so I was starting to say they. Uh, I guess we should explain. This is kind of you know we we have historically done. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, uh, basically commenting on the episode of of the Good Place as we play it, uh, and then moving to other stuff. Um, you know, with us being in separate locations. Um, it it has not you know we we haven't been doing that um so the uh i i this has to be relatively new cuz i hadn't heard about it until now um mm-hmm. prime with netflix yeah like, like the netflix party thing yeah uh, i've done and and you're able to do that uh-huh i think the only problem i have with this is i didn't know it was like a chrome only thing so it took me ten minutes to realize. Oh, I gotta use Chrome. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, for the Netflix party thing. Yeah, uh, or and for this. Oh, for it's Prime. the same thing. Yeah, I have to. You can't use Safari. Interesting. Um. Anyhow, so that affords us the ability to kind of do this uh, watch party thing or whatever, um, and. So that's nice. We can complain about this show in real time. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and you mentioned something that like, this is like a stacked opening and like, I literally laughed out loud. This, this might be my favorite scene in the whole show so far. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> and it's such a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Get me an Arnold Palmer. And he gets, <laughs> he gets an actual Arnold Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> Like the honor palm of the person. Yeah. It's, it is, it's, it's the funniest thing in there. And I think that it's also, it succeeds because of the actor, the guy who's, who's playing this, uh, the, the choke guy, um, AKA smoking man, um, is, you know, he's, he's really very good, obviously. And, um, well, just the way he delivers, choke on this, you piece of shit. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so as we'll, we'll I, I guess we'll see what, what we each think as we go on here, but I, I did watch this once already. Uh, and, and I think that it, it goes down pretty quickly. So, um, yeah. And I guess it made me immediately think like something that we touched on last week. We, we didn't touch on it. We like got really into it. Like, this is oh we tore into that show last week yeah well i mean the thing that we tore out of is like it this is structured like like the the cold open it's it's structured like a sitcom Mm -hmm. it's like you have like this humorous thing to catch your attention and then like it's into this like plot that has like nothing to do with the rest of the episode and it's sort of like this hybrid of like typical sitcom like structure, but like it also- well, with a serialized aspect to it. So it it doesn't, uh, you know, as we were talking, it doesn't succeed at either. It fails at both. Um, it's trying to have it both ways, but it's like not to like like it just it keeps failing so badly at it <laughs> yeah agreed all right well let's let's continue and watch it devolve yeah. and then out of nowhere he just tackles the arnold palmer bot supposedly the real arnold cock blocked him for years when they lived together on a nudist commune in 1973 i know <laughs> <laughs> i seen memory files of choke which I'm pretty sure he stole and sold. Choke lived this full life. You know, it made me think it might be nice old and smug one day, but I don't have anything to be smug about. I just wish I could keep working. Uh, you're not allowed. Yeah, life's tough enough without uploads driving down wages for us to meet folks. No, but they call me a barista at my funeral. I like Yeah. I like how he oh, thinks that influencing influencing elections for decades so he could further his business agenda is considering a full a full life (laughs) yeah um it's what's wrong with you man (laughs) well exactly and that's we'll we'll get into this as as this episode continues to unfold but they keep trying to make this guy sympathetic but his his ethos in general and you know like it's just he's fundamentally pretty unlikable so his moments of vulnerability and uh you know where we're supposed to kind of feel for him aren't earned um don't get me wrong like there's a like a part of me that does want to be old and smug someday like and kick Arnold Palmer's ass like in the afterlife. Uh, see, that's, that's not my ideal of, of old. I, I want to be like the, the, you know, grumpy old guy that has, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe uh, I, like, I want to have, I want to have some stories. Um, mm-hmm. and I want, you know, to, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I want to be like the cool crotchety old guy, not the uh the uh you know 
trampled over people to get success, old guy. Oh no, I I, I guess I I want to be Deacon Blues when I grow up. Like part of me wants to be. There's maybe about three percent of me that like I want to be Deacon Blues when I grow up. And I'm referencing the Silly Dan song, obviously, <laughs> where I just you know every night I I step behind the saxophone. And then die behind the wheel. <laughs> I want like I, I want to be like a steely Dan, miserable in California. Hey, nineteen. Uh, you know, there was a time in my twenties where I wanted to be that dude, <laughs> like um, with the Cuervo gold, <laughs> um, and with some gal who doesn't know Aretha Franklin. Because <laughs> uh, um, hard time, and I want to be the guy who thinks that hard times have fallen the sole survivors, and um, have them think I'm crazy, but I'm just growing old. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm also happy being the happily married family guy. I, I enjoy that more. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know. I I have trouble picturing myself being old. I've always kind of had that, which um, I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, I've just never really been able to picture myself as, as an old guy. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of weird. I'd hope I would be like a Dylan type though, or a Springsteen type, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I hope so too. Just, but there's that part of me that kind of wants to be Warren Zevon without the cancer. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe like a Randy Newman. I'd, I'd be okay with Randy Newman. Just some guy with like stories to tell, tells them eloquently. Um, yeah. That would be, uh, but, um, again, complaining like, about I, short people. Yeah. Short people <laughs> got no reason to live. <laughs> <laughs> With the 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 honeyed uh, backing vocals of of JD Souther and uh, Glenn Fry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of rabbit holes, I went down a southern rabbit a JD Souther rabbit hole uh, last week too. Oh man, <laughs> just. Like just this, uh, like that Roy Orbison album he did, like a while back. Just damn, it's yeah. so good. Um, you know, and, I, I I'm starting to get concerned that I might turn into like a Don Henley though. Oh, uh, just like just complaining about young people and how you know they don't get it, and uh, you know. Um, yeah, I, I was so. <laughs> you I mean, know, you know, do you know? You know, I mean, the, the one part of Henley that I see you doing is like building a cabin by Walden Pond and trying to save it, and then complaining about the hippies. I was, <laughs> I you know, it's it's just I'm not a huge. I mean, I like visiting the woods, but living in them doesn't seem like my thing. Um, it's. It, 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 it have um you know those how they have the those uh that that interview series at the 92nd street y yeah okay well i watched i watched this one um a few weeks back that was 
Billy Joel in interviewing Don Henley. Um, oh, wow. It was really oh, wow. cool. Yeah. Um, but Henley just, I mean, he's, he just, he, he comes off like a, like an old, you know, like it's, it's weird to, to hear somebody who still has all these ideals and wanting to be, you know, uh, still doing conservationist stuff and still obviously, you know, having, uh, uh, you know, liberal sensibilities and talking about how big business is ruining everything. And, and those are things I can get behind. And then he turns around and he's like, you know, that, uh, you young people are, are giving away your, uh, your chance at a livelihood, uh, through your, you know, uh, by not fighting for your rights and not standing up for yourselves and like ra- rallying against uh, uh, against the uh, youth of today, basically. And I'm like, I, I got to find a balance in there somewhere. Um, where, yeah, and I just I just don't want to be. And I feel like uh, as as I get older, I'm more and more in danger of being jaded like that. And that seems like a huge waste of time. I remember when he came to he came to Phoenix and I reviewed I, I ended up reviewing the show I think because someone like couldn't do it at the last minute was it a solo show or Eagles solo um, which is why I was like down because like I can get behind that synth part and the boys of summer any day of the week um, and but like I just to prepare, I just kept reading like all these interviews, like with Henley about how much he hated Kanye West, and <laughs> which well, I, to be fair, I mean, look what Kanye's turned into. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he kind of predicted the future on that one, but I still like he's like this, and he's like the equivalent of Grandpa Simpson yelling at the cloud. Like, I know, and that's you compare me to that all the time. The old man yells at cloud. <laughs> Like that's and that's kind of what he started to do at the show. Like he just started being the old man yelling at the cloud, and then it was like their first show of the tour. So like they would stop doing like the song would go out, the vocals would go out, the sound would go out. Oh, they didn't have it down yet. They were hitting yeah, glitches. I, and- it was a glitch, and he actually um he wrote an apology to whoever reviewed the show for central, which I think it was Serene Dominic. Mm. Um, like, cause, and he didn't send one to me a probably cause he didn't read the new times <laughs> <laughs> and B because I ripped him a new one. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like Phil Collins. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I hate oh. to, I hate to bring that back up. I well, should, I take that back. So much if I didn't like, if I didn't give Phil Collins a positive review, mm-hmm. like he just like he Henley was engaging for all the wrong reasons, whereas Collins wasn't very engaging for the first half. But that's either here nor there, man. Um, How do um, we go down I, this again? Now, we've actually got the show to watch in front of us, and we still can't pay it enough attention. Um, well, I'm right. I'm ready. All right, let's it. let's get back into it. I it's just again, so but we're getting back into this where you know, this uh, the the uh, we'll just watch it. All right. Yeah. Hey, I, I can contribute more than that. 
I'll see you. I want to show you something. Two gigs, please. this place like these lowest class of upload this is where the two gigs live two gigs yeah they only get two gigs of data a month and once they run out they can't afford anything you have things included in your level of service the shower your view of the lake they don't have Lean Cuisine sponsors the cafeteria to try new recipes. Today's special fiesta jalapeno cream meat. That Yikes. sounds disgusting. Yeah. What is this? It's only the first five pages? It also yeah. sounds exactly uh, like the Lean Cuisine meal. <laughs> oh, hey. I love Harry Potter. All the magic's so cool. There's magic in Harry Potter? <laughs> Not anymore, sir. Next month, unless someone adds to his account, but most of them don't have money of their own. They don't even get the basic sweatsuit included in the plan. Whoa, wait. This was disturbing. Yeah. And just a bad joke. I, we'll, we'll get through the scene and then I'll bring up all my problems with it. He's making clothes out of lean cuisine boxes. No, that's not. Oh. Okay. It's actually kind of impressive, but Horizon should just give anybody a penis or clothing or or an entire book. I mean, it's just code. Well, they want people to pay for upgrades. It's called capitalism. This is terrible. These people don't deserve this. No. Nobody deserves this. Somebody should do something. Wait, where's that music coming from? Uh, <laughs> anyway, Nathan, you were saying? Maybe my purpose is to help the two gigs. I can give them some of my breakfast. It's unlimited. You know, I'll just need some bigger pockets. I could... Babe, where are you? The Vogue interviewer is going to be here any minute. Is this dress okay? I wanted to show off my shoulder blades. I just got them sharpened. Oh, my God. Did he go too sharp? He said they were going to soften up a bit, but... They're too sharp. Shit. Just hurry up, okay? I completely forgot. Ingrid and I have this interview about modern love. I will be back. I'll see you soon. Yeah, so, no. No worries. I totally get it. So here's something I just kind of don't understand about. Well, I mean, I understand like what he's trying to set up here. They're trying to set up like this, like the system. They're the 98%. And mm-hmm. apparently the... Lean cuisine penis box joke didn't bother bothered you more than it bothered me. Um, I, it's not that it bothered me. It what? Okay, so I'll tell but, you all. Okay, you finish your thought, and then I'll get into all of my problems with that scene. But um, if you can't afford to freeze your head and live in the basement, like the other option is you take your chances and hope there's an afterlife on the other side. I, I guess if I couldn't afford, if I could only afford the two gig plan or take my chances, I'd rather just take my chances. 
Yeah, I think so too, because it, otherwise, I mean, you're living like that, this awful, like known awful existence forever. And, you know, we'll, I think we can revisit this when we get to the, the protest scene that's coming up. Um, but so here are my problems with this scene. One is that it's a commercial. Uh, I swear I've seen something exactly like this on a phone plan commercial or something where they're they're talking about, uh, you know, life with some other carrier where they don't have a full data plan or something like that. Okay, so... It's just a takeoff of of that, and that's that. That's kind of a thin premise to me. The mobile commercial disguised as a Link Cuisine commercial. It's yeah. Well, I mean the Link Cuisine, and then the uh, the the Link Cuisine box penis did not. I, I just think that it was another joke that just doesn't need to be there they're just all of these i it's like it's it's again it's trying to be it's it's trying to make this commentary here on how um you know how how there's now this you know this afterlife this guaranteed afterlife right and there are still uh social tears right and it's all still uh even the afterlife is is a a, a capitalist system, um, and you, and but if if the idea is to again be a, a satire or something, there are just better ways of doing it. Um, I don't know. You know, if if it makes it so that. You know the the Lean Cuisine box penis then detracts from the girl who is, um, you know, using a plastic spork to roll a, an empty paper towel roll down the hall. Um, you know, or it, you can't afford like the view. Right. There's no view. There's uh, there's the you get the sample book. Um, which you know would would be funnier if they didn't also load it with with the things like the um like the penis box it's you know, there's there's got to be are you saying there was no point to the penis joke i'm saying that it was too much right if you're going to have a and it doesn't stand on its own it's not it's a poorly erected joke oh boy you're going to talk about scaffolding next. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, it's the, the joke is a little limp if you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, so what they're shooting for here is to have this mixture of humor and also make, this Nathan guy, uh, you know, y- y- you want to buy into his whole ethos of making, you know, uh, something that's accessible for everybody. You know, this well, this Robin Hood afterlife kind of thing, right? Right. But, I mean, as we'll find out later on, like, the Lean Cuisine penis is just a setup for what's to come. Like, it's... 
Well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But it, I don't know. It's just, which, I, you know, also, which I... About this entire episode, well, it's about, it's really one long, one long poorly told dick joke. Yeah, or short. Um. <laughs> well, I wish it was shorter. <laughs> I wish it was a short dick joke, but <laughs> five minutes long. Um, Ain't nobody know what to do with that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it just, it was going on and on with with uh, a weak finish. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't finish smooth for me. Uh, so, um, anyway. It it left me wanting. Um, <laughs> lot lot of bravado, lot of show, yeah. no no finish. Um, anyway, like, we're doing better at this than they did, and we are not uh, comedy writers. It's I know. so, but, but because there are the occasional bright points of it, like the opening, um, and and like. I, I liked the touch of the fact that she was adding the dramatic music. Yeah. <laughs> she was doing that herself. <laughs> it, it, there, there, it can, it can do some things. And then it's like, it's undercutting itself at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. It's almost like, it's almost like Greg, Dan- like, you know, I keep going back to this whole thing about how Greg Daniels hasn't evolved or hasn't grown where you can see the evolution of uh, Michael Shore and all the things that he's been able to do uh, and really bring humanity to comedy and make something really interesting and thoughtful and philosophical and, uh, this is riddled with hack jokes. Yeah. I, I just, even today, like I was listening, uh, I was listening to Alan's Weibel on Marin. Oh, that, that's a, yeah. That was a great uh, interview. Oh yeah. It was great. Um, and like, this is the guy who wrote North. <laughs> yeah. Um, North. And he's evolved and, Daniels is just still doing the shtick, and I hate it. Yeah. Anyway, it's almost like he he fancies himself. uh, um, Oh shoot, who's the guy? Uh, Why can't you're gonna? I'm I'm gonna start listing things so you you uh, you get who I'm talking about. Um, Worked with uh, Will Ferrell forever. Adam McKay. He fancies himself an Adam McKay. Who can who wants to now do something that's like edgy and and political and that sort of thing, but he can't let go of the shtick. Right. Well, I would add. Adam McKay knows like knew what to, he had to do to make that leap. Yeah. Um, it's having watched Eurovision this weekend uh, over the weekend, um, the new Will Ferrell movie. It's Will Ferrell who's kind of stuck in the past, and McKay's 
you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm over you, Will. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, which is too bad for Will Ferrell because Will Ferrell has done some things. He, to me, is, is like an Adam Sandler who it's like, I like Will Ferrell when he does something like Stranger Than Fiction. Um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was which I thought was great, and I thought that he did a fantastic job in it. But then he goes and uh, does a, like a Sherlock Holmes or something that's just fucking awful. I didn't yeah. even watch that one. I just uh, pulled that off the top of my head. Don't but... worry about it. And by the way, Eurovision actually is really cute. Um, it just there are parts where all just kind of just overdoes it. Um, I mean, that's his thing. Oh yeah, it's just that's it's the it's the one it's the movie's weakness is that the movie's weakness is its star. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's and, a problem. Yeah, whereas when you let Nick at Rachel McAdams and Dan Stevens and these other little loving touches of what the Eurovision contest is, uh, like it, it's a good it's it's a good watch and I mean it's I mean we're lucky we get to live in a world where we're trapped in our homes and still get to have entertainment fed to us through our magical box called a, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I, I suppose we should, yeah, let's get back to this thing. I totally get it. Have fun. He should be here any minute. Well, not here, here, but you know, so for the article, I wanted to refer to relationships between bios and uploads as the ultimate long distance relationship. Oh my God. Totally. That's exactly what it's like. Worst journalist telling the angle of the story. Yeah. That was was just a fart. (laughs) Sorry. Hi, baby. Hey, hey. I'm so sorry I'm late. Hi, Nathan. So Ingrid and I were just talking about what it's like to go from being a regular old bio couple to one that lives on two different planes of existence. Oh, I'm not sure we ever really lived on the same plane of existence. (laughs) Oh, no, that's funny. Don't put that in. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, you should have seen him. He was moved by the two gigs. Okay, so... uh I, you know, I, I, that his girlfriend is awful. Uh, I, I liked, I, I thought that the, uh, her shoulder plates being so sharp, they ripped the pillow. I thought that was actually funny. Yeah. Um, and, and his, his thing was pretty funny too. I'm not sure we ever lived on a, uh, again, yeah. there, there are moments where it's, it's anyway, it's, it's, there are enough moments that it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It was so cute. Ugh. That place is too depressing for me. That's nice. The little playboy friend wants to help. What'd he do? He has to leave. And his girlfriend called. We had something planned, I guess. That is right. Your boyfriend already has a girlfriend. So I guess it's her job to worry about his life's purpose. And it's your job to worry about keeping the heat on in your apartment. I know. Stop worrying about this guy and keep your minds on your work. And clean up that old dude's unibrow. Clean it up or fill it in. <laughs> Wait, no. Body <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Nathan, since you were uploaded, how has your relationship changed? Well, honestly, it just got me thinking a lot about life and what's really important to me. Yeah, but our relationship hasn't changed at all. We still talk every day, even twice a day sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we still talk, but it's definitely changed the relationship. I mean, now she literally owns me. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's not what it sounds like. Nathan didn't have an upload plan at the time of his accident, so it was the only option. And now it's just easier for all of our stuff to be in the same place, you know? Like uh, couples that share an email account, the ultimate rest. Oh, that's a door. That's the worst. Let's talk about something yeah. more fun. How's the sex? Uh, well, we haven't tried it. Yet. We haven't tried it yet. We were just waiting for him to get adjusted. Oh, I'm sorry. You were waiting for me? Because I thought you said the suit was so gross. Well, that suit looked gross because a newer model's coming out. So <laughs> we were just, we were waiting for the new suit. <clears throat> Speaking of sex, would you like to watch one of our sex tapes? My dad got angry to edit the body cam footage from our first night together. I would absolutely love that. Okay, they're on my office computer. <laughs> Which, that's not creepy. No, the fact that they, any angle of that, the fact that they've got sex tapes, that she's showing them to somebody else, that her, that she got her dad involved in having one edited, that it was by Ang Lee. <laughs> yeah, I would like to point out too at this point um, that Ang Lee um, was born in 1954, which means he's 66. So um, when 2033 rolls around, um, he will be um, 79. So, I mean, he could still be doing some editing on the side. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, of course. In addition to making Life of Pi two, uh, <laughs> and um, Brokeback Mountain two, and Hulk five, and yeah, uh, and uh, and and what uh, Ride with the Devil two, Ride Harder. Yeah, um, <laughs> the Wedding Banquet, all you can eat. Um, <laughs> The Ice Storm, ice, uh, even slicker. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be Ice Storm Two Key Party. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lust caution, lustier. <laughs> or let's see. I mean, um, or, or yeah, the Ice Storm Two Next Generation. Um, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, I mean it's or. You know, the long-awaited sequel, Gemini Man. <laughs> Which wasn't... At long movie. last, this sequel nobody asked for. <laughs> the movie nobody wanted. Um, yes. But, yeah, to the um, movie nobody wanted to begin with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was just weird. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway... <laughs> All right, good talk. Oh, and I liked. I like that he pointed out the obvious, like yes, like she owns him. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good too. Again, there are there are good points. Um, yeah. And then watching her, you know, try to uh, 
uh, re redress everything or reframe everything. Um, mm-hmm. It's just she's the worst. Yeah, she's trying to spin it so like it sounds good for a Vogue story. She just cares about appearances. It's just it's it's terrible. It's awful. It, she's totally. Angel. Hey. Well, and her thing's veering, you know, veering dangerously close to sliver territory now, too. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, Jared. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it either. I just know it culturally speaking. Oh, can you please explain for those who've never seen the movie? Because I'm not. I'm not kidding. I've never seen the movie. Isn't I, I'm that's the right movie right it's the one where it's one of the baldwins is like creepily stalking people having them all on monitors is that why it is isn't isn't sharon stone in that one too right like here's why i know about it it has sharon stone a baldwin a script by the same guy who did basic instinct and a ub40 song that i really liked for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I do remember that being played all the time, that, that song. But yeah, so that's the right one then. Um, <laughs> and that's all I remember from it. I remember it's a Baldwin. He's watching people on monitors. It had Sharon Stone. And uh, you were reminding me of the UB40 song. It's a good, hey, it's a good version. It's a good cover version. <laughs> it, yeah. It's no red red wine, man. But like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do it. I was gonna try to do the, the accent. I'm not don't. gonna be able to do it. Don't do it. <laughs> hey, you okay? No. I was gonna lie, but you probably have some kind of like truth detector button or something. Well, I don't. Yeah, of course not. That's crazy. I knew that. Mm, no, you didn't. My button says you're lying. Stop it. Is there a button? Yeah, no. That would be, like, really intrusive. <laughs> I think my boss has one, though. I don't know. She can be a real nightmare. In your experience, do relationships between uploads and uh, real people ever work? You're a real person. Yeah, living people. Sure. Sometimes. I mean, they're hard, but maybe that makes them more worthwhile. I always root for them. It sounds corny, I know. No, it's not. It's nice. Ingrid and I, we always had that physical thing we could fall back on. But without it, it just kind of feels like we're brother and sister. If I didn't really like my sister. <laughs> well, you know, you can still have a physical relationship as an upload, right? Yeah, with the sex suit. The hug suit. Some people. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we're supposed to feel bad for this guy, or we're supposed to be beginning. Are we supposed to be starting to feel empathy for this guy because he is um, 
learning shallow human being i again i just i'm not buying into it yeah i also hate the fact that the sex suit was once known as the hug suit so families could hug their children yeah it's that's uh that's disturbing um yeah but again it's it's not funny in the least yeah um but also the uh oh um his whole it's uh, yeah i and i'm not i'm not getting the 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 dirtbag becoming uh you know a likable guy thing it, uh, oh and 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 okay this was another one of my problems um with the show because of course personally i have many problems um but the his he was working on designing, uh, you know, a free version of what he's in. So how is he so clueless about how it works? Well, because he they erased it. Well, they erased the parts of about what he was working on. But he recognizes right. enough of uh, having been a programmer to think that he can make the lives better for the two giggers, right? Well, that's um, why that's what she's trying to remember. Get him to remember is that, like he was working on this. Like that, then the fact that like the reason why I, the reason the motivation for taking him to the basement to see the two giggers that was like he's trying to she's trying to get him to remember that like what they deleted. Well, and I, uh, see, I think that he's just not remembering that particular project that he was working on. I assumed that he still had knowledge enough as a programmer that he could sort of, you know, not be constantly uh, flummoxed by how things work in this uh, Horizon thing. But they deleted it, like, at the end of the first episode. So you see them deleting those files, like, in his memory. Um, so that's why he doesn't remember. And he even think it was like at the funeral where he didn't remember, like he was having trouble remembering some things. Um, yeah, well, um, I mean, but I mean, he was a garbage human being that's despite this. Right. (laughs) No. Some people use it to hug their kids. Mm Mm-hmm. When's the last time an adult called it a hug suit? The commercial? <laughs> Ingrid was grossed out by it, but now it sounds like she might want to try it. It's just, now that I've seen how things are without the physical, not sure I want her to. Well, it's late. You should get some sleep and I got the clock out. Hey, um, you want to go back and see the two gigs tomorrow? Okay. Good night, Nathan. Good night, Nora. No, the Vogue interview with you and Ingrid just dropped. Oh, how's it look? It's intense. 
Looks like she's wound even tighter than she was at the funeral. What's going on with that cat? <laughs> I don't like this guy either. Yeah. Ingrid. Hey. Hi. Uh, I was just... All right. Before we get into this business, I don't want to oh. gloss over the the uh, upload as a human right thing. Yeah. Um, it it uh, it's it's really trying to to hammer home this idea of of um, a, you know the being able to or having access to a digital afterlife uh, being. <laughs> something that should be universally available to everybody. And, you know, at this point, I'm not even sure what it's supposed to be uh, an illusion for, right? Is it supposed to be uh, a commentary on healthcare? Is it supposed to be a a comment on uh, uh, poverty? Is it supposed to be, you know, there, because of of i what you know all the the um kind of crass humor that they're dropping and and you know I don't mean to sound like a prude in that it's not that I'm not a fan of uh, of of some good crass humor it's just that if you're trying to go some for something that is supposed to be um affecting on an emotional level and uh also you know, uh, making you think about progressive uh, ideology, then you you gotta. <laughs> I, I feel like a broken record here, but you you gotta go uh, hard for one thing or the other because, and, and that's not, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's not a dick joke. Um, well, this is satire. What is it satirizing? Is it sat- like? I mean, obviously, it's satirizing like capitalism and you know our current system of, you know, state of affairs. Yeah. But what is upload supposed to be satirizing? Like, I, I don't know if it's like healthcare, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Culture. Like, like what is the human right here that like death? (laughs) Yeah. I, I just, like you said, like, I, I, in in thirteen years, like if we can put heads in jars or what I mean, or whatever they're doing, like I would rather just take my chances on there's an afterlife, like I, you know, and hopefully it doesn't end up like South Park. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of where I, uh, y- y- um, I don't want to go into too deep a digression on this, but there's you know, this this idea of. Uh, you know, extended consciousness through technology has been around for a long time at this point. And, um, there have been a lot of, uh, there, you know, papers and studies out there about, um, how the, it's a, 
fundamentally flawed idea because the the space that it would take um, to to keep a, a consciousness going forever, they, you know, there would have to be like an, enough work and enough you know ways for it to to grow or something, and and it just doesn't uh, it it doesn't work that way. We would end up becoming. Um, uh, what's the right word for that? Um, like redundant systems for a, from a, a computer standpoint. Yeah. And you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, what, what is your position on this? It's, it's a pretty common question, right? If, if you're afforded the opportunity to exist in perpetuity, is that something that you would take? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I would not. I, I, I don't know. Like I, me just because, and me just because, um, pop culture has not painted a pretty picture of it between this and vanilla sky and Futurama. <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I existing in perpetuity just sounds awful. Um, like I just no, like I don't think I'd be down for that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's, uh, there's, it's a, a pretty, uh, uh, central theme of, uh, of Douglas Adams writing too, right? At the, uh, there's, uh, Marvin, the, the android, uh, says, um, or is accused of making something up, and he's like, making it up? Life's bad enough as it is. Why would I want to make any more of it? <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I, I, it, it, the, and, and I don't want to say, you know, sitting here, sure, there, there are some, some uh, miserable things, and, and, and I have, you know, certainly been known to be a sort of miserableist and a cynical person, but you know life hasn't been terrible uh it's i've gotten to do a lot of things that i never thought i would do um and uh generally speaking over the arc of it i think life's been pretty decent but i think that it's supposed to have a natural run and things end things need to have an end I, the idea of of just um, ex- existing in perpetuity, having you know immortality in some form, uh, it just it seems like a, a a completely awful prospect. It does. I just can't. I I won't even just. Yeah, I won't even know where to begin, dude. Like, if I had to, like, it has to end. Things just have to end (laughs) much like this particular line of thinking let's get through the episode so this conversation can end too (laughs) i have to watch this again oh jesus the um i wrote down the um scoobish suit that really doesn't fit (laughs) yeah it's weird Um. 
Can we talk for a second? I need this. Maybe I miss our intimacy. No, 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 I don't feel like we have our old connection and that's on me. I'm sorry, but there's no more interviews now. Okay, it's just us. All right. And just in time, Nathan's hot as balls girlfriend just surprised him with a sex suit. <laughs> can you please move so I can clock in? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right, I'm using the fast forward button. So, Please. So, what's wrong? Hmm? Uh, I don't know. Tech support. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you doing? Well, it's got to be some sort of tech issue, right? No. Tech support. No, 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 no support. We're tech fine. Tech support. We're fine. It's assistant. No, things are and, honey, things are okay. Tech. Support. That's not how this works. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey. Oh. Hey. We're fine. Hey. Everything's fine. We need help. Hey. This part was kind of funny. The fact that she thinks she needs to yell into his ear or talk into his penis in order to get uh, assistance. Oh. Well, it's not great. The challenge that, like, she's irresistible to like so irresistible that she causes instant boners yeah hi like foreplay yeah (laughs) finally there's some sort of tech issue happening with nathan's dick okay it's not getting hard thank you ah i see yeah we've never had this problem before like never and the record, I have never had this problem before with anyone. So, it's not me. <laughs> hey, fuck, Clyde. Clyde, hey, hey, stop it. Clyde, hey, 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 get down. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey, it's fine. You don't owe me an explanation. It's your life. The fact that, um, again, like, I guess the humor guess is like, even sex needs tech support. Back. Like, it's not a private thing. Yeah. But not funny. <laughs> yeah. No. It... Again, I'm going to skip past this. So the, what we're skipping past here is that she basically oh. fluffs him. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, I don't know. It, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, well, it's by far the creepiest way to show uh, the creepiest love triangle I've ever witnessed. Well, because the idea is, right, that they're um, 
it's supposed to show them falling in love, right? Mm-hmm. Which, how is this any different from, uh, I don't know. It, they, they don't really know each other. Um, what, what at this point are they supposed to be falling in love with? As far as this has led us to, you know, from what's been revealed so far, this is just as bad as his other relationships because it just seems like they're, uh, responding physically. It's, it doesn't really seem to be, um, they're, they're trying to make him seem like this more, um, like there's something more to him that, that, uh, she's seeing or something like that. Right. And Jared, she sees him for who he really is, not the shallow white male, you know, Right, but what have we seen that is supposed to that reflects what she is seeing? That the fact that he almost finished upload for everyone that he sold it the idea, and yeah. he may or may not be part of a conspiracy. To I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not buying it. And oh yeah, at I, this I mean, <laughs> I'm I, I'm not buying it either. I'm just you know, seeing the other side here, I just, it's, it's creepy and it's awful. And I just, at what point did like, I, I wish I was in the writer's room, just like, just so I could be a fly on the wall and just say like, who, who thought this was funny? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so I'm skipping past the whole, th- the whole thing. She fluffs him. He's able to do the deed with his awful girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And and we're... In a scuba suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're left here with, with, uh, with this. Boyfriend. <laughs> and I put on my sexy voice, too. You have a sexy voice? I do. I said it like this. Can you feel anything? And I lightly touched his chest and we locked eyes. And then, holy shit. You turned his suffering into hardware? Oh, yeah. Girl, I know That's a happened. good line. <laughs> that that was back. pretty funny. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Thanks, messed up. Then what about your lady boner? Still there? These characters are great. You have one more yeah. chance and see where it goes? Get the fuck back on nightly. This algorithm is responsible for tons of real relationships. Ugh. Quickest way to get over a guy is to get under a new one. I did quite enjoy those conversations. Reinstall nightly. Reinstall nightly. See, you already got a new match. Can I come over? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if I wrote that, it'd be a deal breaker, right? Why are you still here? Oh, what's up, Elisa? No, it's Alicia. Right. Bye. This creep's going to factor in later, I can tell. He's going to finally break through. Yeah. Ivan. Yeah, so... Ivan's playing the long game, right? He's just being, yeah. he's just playing the quote unquote nice guy, creepy nice guy. And, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. you've got, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. 
Uh, but but the Alicia and Nora characters, they're they've got a great dynamic. I'm enjoying them. That's yeah. you know that's and and her her um, her roommate, um, who presumably maybe we see again at some point. Um, yeah, you know this this line of 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 story that we're about to see. I'm done with. I you oh, know, they have to play it out because. Of of they they've turned it into a a like foul play who done it kind of thing, uh, but it's just. But we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and is that I, I meant to look it up? Is the is the person who plays the voice of the robot, um, Tom Lennon? Listen to the voice. I think it sounds a little bit like Tom Lennon. I'll I'll check, but the store is designed to be completely. Automated. I wrote down at this point. On the conveyor. Manager. Fran is for- Fran is a Karen. Yes, yes, Fran is a Karen. You first. If this is a problem with a product, say product. If the store is on fire, say fire. If you are stuck in the door and the store is on fire, say screams. Human manager the way to speak to a human is 300 minutes if the bathroom is unstocked say tissue paper if a patron is having a baby say miracle (laughs) (laughs) or is this a queen bed what do you think let me talk to a manager please grab another bed from the rack okay my name is fran booth I am a part-time private investigator, and I need to take a look at your security camera footage from November 24th. Uh, Okay, Uh, hold on. Hey, the butter five foot. Follow me. 300 minutes? More like 50 seconds, dummy. Uh, That's terrible. Yeah. You again? You tricked me. I tricked you. Mm-hmm. So it is you, not clear at that Thomas line, but I meant to assume yes. When I but you, Henry, I mean, you got different dummy accounts with different names and everything. I mean, is this even your hot, sweaty, chiseled torso? <laughs> no. Fuck it, come in. Oh. oh. No talking today. <sighs> I, ugh. Uh. I like the reverse dynamic, though, of their last meeting. I thought that was funny, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so. For a second, something was wrong. You know, it's weird. Only when girls come, it sounds different. Like, uh, not as real as he sound. The joke, of course, being... Starts this time? That he's not okay. made a woman come before. Right. I'll do it right now. What the hell? Payback.
she just leaves him. Well, it's what he wanted. That's why he played like he was still sleeping. Forgot to kill your boyfriend? Careful, Ingrid. The camera adds ten years. In jail. <laughs> okay, that part was funny. Yeah. She tries to be quippy and looks around for somebody who, who <laughs> uh, who's seen it and um Yeah, nobody is there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, it's This episode was better than the last one. I will give it that. Well, the bar's low. The bar was so low. We gave the last thing a two. Um, I, you know, I, I, I liked some of the things that it did, but again, there just wasn't enough to it. Um, you know, here we are supposed to be pulled in by this intrigue. And I'm not. I'm not either. I'm not like everything is just obvious. And I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a twist at the end. Maybe. I don't know. I, I just, I'm not. I'm again, like if I wasn't, if we weren't doing this for a podcast, I would not be interested in watching. Well, we're uh, almost halfway through it. Hopefully, there I, will be some sweet relief at the end uh, with with the good place landing. Um, yeah, we did get some input from our friend Chris that uh, who agrees with me, which I, I've, I've talked about before. That if we are going to do another show, that we should probably talk about. Um, uh, oh, I always forget the name of it, and I always find it by looking up Bob Odenkirk. Um, it's that show that he did. Oh, undone, undone. Thank you. Too many U's. Um, so yeah, undone. Uh, I'm wishing we had done that one instead. I'm wishing I thought about that one first because I've seen that season all the way through, and I think it is actually something that is on par, um, with the Good Place as far as quality goes. It's a completely different style of show. But again, uh, explores similar themes uh, and does so from a, a sort of uh, um, ideological, philosophical, theological sort of standpoint. Um, yeah. And I wish we had done that now because it is, it's just a million times better than this show. <laughs> yes. I concur. What were we thinking? <laughs> well, it was a brand new show. Neither one of us had done it before, uh, seen it, and uh, it it you know fit with the the kind of theme that we were we were looking for. Um, and 
it also was created by a person who worked with the person who created our main show. Right. I mean, there are reasons. But I just... <laughs> yeah, we had reasons. Uh, it just, it, it did not turn out the, the way we, we would have hoped. Um, and I don't well, know, was... there's, there's still, there's six episodes left. Yeah. Um, if, if it can continue to even get incrementally better, I don't, it's still gonna gonna need a lot to kind of remove the bad taste from my mouth of that third episode. Um, well, for sure. this fourth episode with the creepy sex scene wasn't much better. Yeah, this had this had some big problems. Um, well, here, here's what I don't understand. I only because I was looking at Tom Lennon to see if he was the voice of the of the self checkout. Uh huh. Like this, this baby has an eight point one. Um, I know for a rating. I I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm not. I, I, are we just? What are we missing? Because it's people are liking this, and I am 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 nowhere near that. Yeah, I'm wondering, like. Seriously, if there is something that I'm we're, we're missing here, like I I need to know. Like I just tell me, please, because I don't know what it is. Because um, I think now I can go back and double check us, but so let's let's go ahead and and rate this episode. What do you give this episode out of ten? Um, I give it. Two and a half. Okay, I I was actually going to be a lot more generous. I was going to give it a six because um, I'm comparing it to the quality of episodes that have come before. I still think I, I, it had uh, enough moments that I liked that it actually elevates it um, above the pilot, uh, which we rated which we rated a five. So we've rated so far the first episode, um, and I don't think we've differed before this episode. And I don't mean Chris. Uh, get it? Differed? Chris differed? See what uh, I did I, there? Um, I, I picked up what you were laying down. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we we haven't had a, a a difference of opinion on the rating until now. Uh, yeah. we, we came to a uh, consensus of a five on the first episode. I think we gave the second episode a seven because it was, it was markedly better than the, than the pilot. And then we I, came to a two on the third episode. I could probably even go higher just on the basis of the Arnold Palmer joke. I don't want to sway you. If you think it's a 2.5, you should keep it at a 2.5. I'm saying, you know, if I compare this to, my opinions on the, the 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 previous three episodes. I just I hated that third episode so much. Um, you know the opening for this one I think is the best so far. Um, there's enough of the the Nora character that I like, even though I am just not with her on how she's connecting with this Nathan guy. Um, but beyond that, I like her character, um, and so. I, I just the thing that bothers me about this show is it's trying to be like this bingeable show that as a as a sitcom 
Like that's it, like it's a company. I can't have it both ways. It's just awful, and it's just I don't know what it wants to be. Like it just, I just yeah. It. I think I'd go. I may even go so far as a call a three. Okay, like I said, I don't want to sway you, but you're upping it half a no, point. I changed it to a three on the basis of, on the basis of the all Palmer joke. But man, I just it is so like I'm gonna stick with my six. I I think yeah. it's still I don't think it's as good as the second episode, but I think it's better than the first. Uh, it, despite all of the cringeworthy uh, sex jokes that I just I I I, I, I didn't. Well, for know. a show, well, for an episode about boners, it seemed pretty average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I don't see myself out <laughs> yeah um da, 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 da. <laughs> anywho so uh yeah that's I mean we're still uh, you know I think it is it, it, it's so far still a disappointment um, it's still, it's, it's just, it's not, it, it can't figure out what it wants to be stylistically, um, or, uh, uh, you know, from a, uh, storytelling standpoint either. It, it can't, yeah. it can't figure anything out and you need, you know, this to me, I would think at this point that if this show were on a network, it would be axed. Oh yeah. Like I don't care if uh Tina Fey herself like what we're doing like Well it and yet I, it's been picked up for a second season by Amazon. And yeah. and you know we've both seen the ratings. Uh people seem to generally like it. And we're not there. So, you know, again, it's a little different style of watching. Other people probably watched all 10 episodes and just binged their way through it. We're, we're watching this episode by episode. Um, and I like, yeah, it's just these concepts, as much as they intrigue me, they're just so poorly executed. Yes. Oh, so, I don't know. Okay. Well, Wait, I could. I'll, I'll stop because uh, it's just, I'm going to go in circles. About <laughs> uh, I think we're again going to have to, to end on talking about something else briefly, uh, maybe make some recommendations or something because uh, we, we have again uh, uh, devolved into uh, a huge pile of negativity. Thanks to this show. Yeah. Um, um but I don't know. Again, maybe, maybe, maybe it improves. Maybe it has, you know, a, a surprise twist at the end, like you said. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll surprise us and, and reel us on in. Um, but as of now, it's it it with this episode went back up to a solid meh. Um, but it, it you know after its its severe dip into sub meh last week um 
but I don't know. All right. So, so what do you want to end on my friend? Um, man, I, I've got nothing positive to end on right now. Uh, Oh, uh, while you're thinking about that, then while you're thinking about something that you might want to uh, discuss, I want to plug two things. One is, is, um, you know, the, the network that this is on. And then the other is, um, is a, 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 a friend's project. Not that he really needs my help. Cause I just looked at their Indiegogo goal and they crushed it already. Um, but anyway, so, uh, something that I forgot to mention up at the top is if you wanted to, in some way support, uh, Hoot and Waddle and this podcast, um, there is, if you listen through Anchor, a donate button where you can do a one-time sort of donation thing. Or there is, um, if you go to uh, patreon.com forward slash hoot and waddle, there uh, you can do um, a, uh, you become a patron of hoot and waddle and, and uh, the uh, sustained memberships from that go to uh, basically keeping the lights on for hoot and waddle, which include... Um, the podcasts and the publishing and all of that business. So, and, 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 oh, my uh, guys, Jared. an upcoming and help, project. Yeah. And help other, and definitely help out my dad, help Jared. Jared <laughs> it's not really just cool. your dad. We have other people, <laughs> but thank you to your dad. Um, <laughs> and so, yes, shout out to Chris Kyle. Um, and uh, anyway, so there's that, but I, I wanted to uh, briefly talk about my friend's, um, uh, he's a, his name is Ernie Nahara. He's a comic book artist. Um, he uh, actually used to be Phoenix-based, is, is now in San Diego, but um, he has done the artwork for a comic called uh, Digital Lizards of, uh, of Doom, and um, if you go to, apparently my my connection is somewhat slow right now, but we'll we'll get there um, eventually. Um, here we go. Indiegogo.com slash projects slash digital lizards of doom. Look up digital lizards of doom comic, and the Indiegogo thing is. Um, is right up there, or if you follow uh, Ernie Nahara on um, on Instagram, you can find out some more about it. But uh, it's nice; they they had a ten thousand dollar goal, and they they crossed uh, uh, twenty six thousand. So so good for them. Uh, it's this cool looking graphic novel. Um, it says it's uh, described as a love letter to pop culture, featuring wild new characters and groundbreaking storytelling. Um, oh. That sounds so, fun. Yeah. I'm already behind this. <laughs> <laughs> so you can check it out. Uh, but yeah, it's written by Gabriel Valentin or Valentine without an E and uh, featuring art by Ernie Nahara. So yeah, check that out. Um, beyond that, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, normally, I, I know I've been... I've been meditating for nearly like two months straight and I started to get a really positive outlook on things, but I am just, I, I'm out of fucks to give Jared. 
I, you know, I think that your we're friend, just your friend though with the comic book is giving me hope. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, it gave me some hope too. It means that uh, some some uh, some art can still get funded out there. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know. It's uh, I think we're all kind of getting to that point, and hopefully we can ride some of that energy into uh, making some change. Um, and yeah. to that end. Uh, I think a good note to leave on is is to you know make sure that you're staying informed, um, mm-hmm. and make sure you're registered to vote, and uh, you know make sure you do your job that way. And then also you know really you know I was just I've been talking to people lately who are are having people close to them or people that they work with, um, you know, my, myself, uh, recently people that, uh, I work with, well, you know, distantly because we're all working from home right now, but, um, you know, affected by COVID-19. So just mask up. Um, there's this great, <laughs> uh, I, I saw it through John Scalzi on, on Twitter, but there's this great, um, Photoshop thing of an, uh, of going back to the original Star Trek of uh, Bones, Spock, and and Kirk on an away mission with a red shirt, and the the three of them are wearing masks, and the red shirt is maskless. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be the red shirt. That's no. that's what I'm saying. Don't be the red shirt. You know, yeah. be smart and safe. And yeah. uh, other than that. Take it sleazy, chili babies. Take it sleazy. This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hoot and Waddle.